Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of our homeland, the Eretz Yisrael. My Kaddish Baruch Hu, may God protect our brave soldiers, and may God return all the hostages from Gaza immediately. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Eber ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yachmir Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated by Yoram and Yael Cohen in honor of a birth of a grandson to Moshe and Omeriam Persian. May they merit to raise him in the ways of Torah and Mitzvahs with health and happiness. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Mishpatim, Time to Grow. Our Parsha begins with God giving Moshe Rabbeinu 53 new mitzvahs to teach the Jewish nation. The laws regarding the treatment of slaves, personal injury, the laws of murder and the requirements of a person who is the guardian of another's property. The mitzvah to see the Besamekdash three times a year and the laws of Shemitah, the laws of Karbanes, of sacrifices, and the laws of returning a lost object. And then Moshe tells the Jewish nation what rewards we will receive for keeping God's commandments, for fulfilling his mitzvahs. There will be no miscarriages, the border of Israel will grow and they will conquer the land without any opposition. The Parsha ends with God summoning Moshe Rabbeinu back up Har Sinai to study Torah for 40 days and 40 nights. Moshe Rabbeinu tells the 70 elders that his brother Aaron, the high priest, and his nephew Hor will answer any questions they have in his absence. However, a question comes to mind. The first mitzvah that Moshe Rabbeinu gives to the Jewish nation is about the Eved Ivri, the Jewish slave. An Eved Ivri is a person who stole but doesn't have the funds to pay back what they have stolen. And they're required to sell themselves into slavery until they have paid off their debt. If they wish to remain with their master beyond the initial set of years, they have their ears pierced and may stay until the completion of the Yavu cycle up to 50 years. Interestingly, the Torah does not have another rule or regulation that requires ears to be pierced. So why does the Evid Ivri, the Jewish slave, need to have the ear pierced to remain with their master? What is so unique about the Eved Ivri? What is so special about him that it involves the unusual practice not found anywhere else in the Torah? The Ranban Rav Moshe ben Nachman, a leading Torah scholar, gives a very simple explanation. He writes that there is a seven-year limit for the Jewish slave. They go free at the end of the seven-year Shemitah cycle unless they want to extend their servitude. The Ramban writes that whether they wish to remain a slave or go free, they invoke our liberation, our exodus from Egypt. They say, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and God redeemed you. And therefore I command you today about the Jewish slave, about the Evidivri. Accordingly, if they wish to remain a slave beyond their initial years, they must have the earpiece as a reminder that they were taken out of Egypt to be enslaved to only one master, to the Melech Malcha the king of all kings, our father in heaven. The Das Zakenim, a commentary by a collection of rabbis from France and Germany, add that the Gematria, the numerical value of the word Bimartseya, which means doorpost, equals 400, the same number of years that the Jewish nation were technically enslaved. They write that we remind the slave 
that God has redeemed us for 400 years of slavery. And it defies logic that one would voluntarily choose to continue to be enslaved to another human master. However, the Rabbeinu Bachayr of Bach ibn Asher gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He quotes the Talmud in Kedushin, which details why a person may only be enslaved until the completion of the Yoivo cycle. According to the Talmud, this temporary period of enslavement is not only to repay or reimburse all that was lost or stolen, but also serve as time for the evidence for the slave to realize the error of his ways and the extent of his mistake. And the Eved Ivri is meant to grow and mature during his temporary enslavement and learn how to overcome his sinful desires. The Rabbeinu Bahaya explains that if an Eved Ivri wishes to extend their servitude, it demonstrates that they have yet to learn the lesson or recognize the scale of their wrongdoing. Even if they understand the magnitude of their actions and still desire to remain enslaved, it indicates a lack of true growth. While they may recognize the harm they may have caused and wish to repay, they should also reach a level that the slavery is beneath them. We pierce their ear to symbolize the lack of internal growth meant to accompany their period of temporary enslavement. And Evid Ivri should no longer want to be enslaved to anyone but the King of all kings, Malach Malchem Lachim, our Father in Heaven. He must realize that our lives are forever bound to the mitzvahs, to the obligations, to the duties bestowed upon us at our Sinai, at Mount Sinai. And Evan Ivri should aspire to grow and commit to being God's ambassador of happiness, of truth, and of holiness. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that the one thing we can never reclaim is time. The clock is always ticking, indifferent to who we are or what we possess, and most of us take it for granted, yet time is the most finite, the most precious resource we have in this world. The Evid Ivri, the Jewish slave, reminds us that the relentless march of time affects all, but especially those with a specific purpose, with a specific mission, such as the Jewish people. The time we are granted on earth is an opportunity from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from God to grow and accomplish the mission placed upon us at our Sinai, at Mount Sinai. And when we reach our goal and fulfill the intention and purpose of our creation, we share God's power, we share God's oneness with the world. I will conclude with a powerful essay from the Chief Rabbi Zagada, written by Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory. The only way to stay young, hungry, and driven, especially through periodical renewal, is reminding ourselves of where we came from, where we are going, and the reason why. What ideas are we committed to? What journey are we called upon? What story are we a part of? Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.